Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Rocks Pile Rockies Report, brought to you by RocksPile.com. My name is Kevin Henry. I am one of the co-experts on the site. Joined as always by my good friend and fellow co-expert, Noah Yingling. Hey Noah, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you? I'm good. You know, we, uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about in a short amount of time today. You know, there's going to be a lot going on with the trade deadline coming up. The Rockies are heading to California. They may have to take up residence out there because uh, they're going to be there for so long during this road trip. But we're going to get to all that in just a minute. Uh, we've got to uh, say thank you to our sponsor, Manscaped. And Noah, I know you've got uh, something to say from our friends at Manscaped. Yes, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships, and concerts are all in this summer, and so is Manscaped, the leaders in the below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If an athlete treats their body like royalty, you deserve that as well, and you can do that when you join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com with the code FANSIDED20. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. And the Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 7,000 RPM motor, a multifunction on and off switch, which can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn on the 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. Did I mention, too, it's also waterproof. That's part of the reason why the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 
at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping with the code F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D in the number 20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. And we are thankful for Manscaped and for their uh, sponsorship of the Rockspile Rockies Report. No, let's get right into it. Obviously, we are doing this on an off day for the Rockies right before they start. I won't say it's a critical road trip, but it's also one that I think we could see the face of this entire franchise change while they're in California. So let's talk about the trade deadline and what's coming up this week. Uh, just as a brief reminder, the trade deadline is happening on July 30th. Before July 30th, the, the uh, Rockies, I should say, have a weekend series in Los Angeles against the Dodgers. Then they will move over to Anaheim to play a three-game series to start the week against the Angels. And then they will finish it up with four games in San Diego against the Padres before an off day and coming back home. Noah, that's 10 games, 11 days, all sorts of Southern California stuff, and the trade deadline mixed in there as well. So I think this is going to be an interesting week for Rockies fans. Uh, I won't say it's going to be a very victorious week, knowing uh, what's been going on with them on the road, but I think it's going to be very interesting to watch. Yeah, and with the Dodgers, I mean, there were some people who, of course, had the – absolutely insane uh, i'll just flat out say it idea that they would win 115 120 games which oh the chance of that happening was next to nothing but also too i mean i wouldn't have thought they would have been in second place by this time of the season and i sure as heck wouldn't have thought i would have been the giants being in first place right but still the dodgers are a good team they're they're equivalent to a 100 win team the Padres have not played as well lately, but still, I mean, they're equivalent to a low 90 to mid 91 team. The Angels, their pitching stinks. For, honestly, the last time they had good pitching was when Bud Black was their pitching coach. And that was a decade and a half ago. So then there's a reason why in the draft, for the first time in MLB history, they took every single draft they had was a pitcher. Mm-hmm. They did yeah. not draft a single position player. That's how bad their pitching is. <laughs> so there's a, there's obviously that Mike Trout it, by then he may be back in the lineup because they're in Minnesota right now. And he's been working out some, I don't know if he'll need a rehab assignment. I assume he will, but perhaps he could return by that series. Um, so with, with the Dodgers and Padres, those will be the two hardest ones because they're the two best teams. Um, but it's the Rockies on the road. So out of the 10 games, uh, honestly, at this point, I think the Rockies would take a three and seven record on the road, which is, that's not a very high bar, but, that's better than what they've played all year on the road. And and it's interesting to think about. They actually did win a road series right before the all-star break in San Diego, took two of three from the Padres, which I don't know if we were even paying attention to that at that point, sadly, because the all-star game festivities were getting cranked up and everything that was going on. But I guarantee you the Padres remember it 
And I guarantee you that that's probably not going to happen again. Uh, you know, if the Padres had their eye off the ball, they were ready for the all-star game break, whatever you want to say about it. Uh, knowing what the Giants and Dodgers are both doing at the top of the NL West and knowing the Padres are still chasing those two, uh, I think they're going to be pretty locked in for the Rocks to come back. Yeah, and that's one thing with the National League, especially trade-wise for some teams. They have to consider they have to win the division because it's it will be the Dodgers and the Padres unless there's some – cataclysmic breakdown that one of the teams has where they go three and 30 in a 33 game stretch or something like that. Because as of right now, Cincinnati is the next team and mind you, they have Nick Castellanos going on the injured list. Their best player. That's a big one. They are six games back of the Padres for that wild card spot. And they're the next team up. It's not like, Oh, they're, they have to leapfrog four teams. They're the next team up. So it's going to be some combination of the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres for the NL West and the two wildcard spots. And the weird thing is, you know, I did an article uh, because Ken Rosenthal linked the Reds to Trevor Story as a potential trade. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more after the break. But one of the things that Rosenthal said was that it depends on what the Reds do in their schedule before the trade deadline. And they are playing. Cubs and Cardinals before the trade deadline. And that is like that whole NL Central is just a jumbled mess. And they're kind of all beating each other and trying to figure out, you know, Milwaukee's risen to the top, uh, but they're certainly, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But as far as the rest of those teams, you know, the Cubs look like they're going to be sellers. The Reds are trying to figure out exactly what they're going to do. And the Cardinals have said they're, they're pretty happy with what they've got right now. And so I don't expect them to make a huge splash at the trade deadline either. Yeah, and the thing with the Brewers is their main issue was shortstop, but Willie Adamas has been oh, phenomenal. Playing incredible, yeah. And then they're starting pitching. They have five starters with an ERA plus of 105 or better. So their starters are really not an issue. I mean, they had three of them at the All-Star game. Yep. Their bullpen, Josh Hader is really good. Boxberger has been good. Brent Suter has been good. Devin Williams is on the injured list, but he's still been good. So, I mean, pretty much every team can use a bullpen arm or two, but they're they're pretty well set. The Cardinals, though, I mean, I, they're at 500. They're, they've been kind of stuck there in the middle, and I believe they're uh, – playoff odds were I believe they're less than 5% right now. They are. Yep. You're right. But the thing is with them is their offense stinks and it it stunk last year. Yep. They have Goldschmidt. They obviously have Arenado, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson. But then after that, you have a bunch of guys who are below league average. My, my dad right now is shaking his fist at you that you didn't mention Harrison Bader. His, and his, my dad I has believe, a man crush at 78, I'm pretty sure, on Harrison Bader. I believe he his OPS plus is above league average, but he's been injured for two-thirds of the season. I so, know. yeah, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> and then their pitching staff, I mean, 
let's call it like we see it. That's it's not that great. Um, Adam Wainwright is uh, Adam Wainwright and Quang Young Him or however you pronounce his name. Um, he's been their two best. Uh, they've been their two best starters. Flaherty's been on the injured list for over a month now, and then their bullpen is kind of spotty. Yeah, uh, they need pitching. That that's uh, and they need just. They have the guys offensively. It's just they haven't performed. So that, that's their problem. But as with all teams, and I, I mentioned it in the article I had this morning, where pretty much every single contender needs bullpen arms. There's a reason why there's the old adage, you can never have too much pitching. I mean, for example, look at the Cleveland Indians. They had... Now, a little bit depleted with their starting pitching staff with Kluber leaving, Bauer leaving, all that in recent years. But they had one of the best starting pitching staffs in recent times. And now they have one of the worst starting pitching staffs because Bieber is injured. Zach Plezak was injured. Then they they had four or five guys of their starting rotation on the injured list. So if you have the Columbus Clippers facing the Chicago White Sox. From. Yeah, I, there's a reason why your uh, starter's ERA is 27th in baseball or whatever it is. You know, and if you look at what the – let's go back to the Rockies for just a minute because I want to go down that road you just started to go down. You know, because Austin Gomber came back off the injured list, looked really good in the homestand finale against Seattle, uh, really looked solid, gave up some three solo homers, but other than that was really spot on with things. But this is a rotation that hasn't had their top five guys for quite some time now. Yeah. And we still don't know exactly what's going to happen with Antonio Senzatella, obviously uh, with COVID tracing and trying to figure out that whole mess that's kind of uh, – evolved around the Rockies over the last week or so. We know Chichi Gonzalez is going to start Friday in L.A. against the Dodgers. We know Chichi has struggled mightily in recent outings. And whenever you put him up against David Price, on the surface, it looks like it's going to be a tough start to the the road stretch for the Rockies uh, there at Chavez Ravine. Yeah, and oh, uh, we've said this before. With Chichi Gonzalez, if you're a team in contention, which the Rockies, for whatever reason, seem to think they are, um, he is not in your starting rotation. He is not your long reliever. And he may be your fourth or fifth starter in AAA. Now, the top end of their pitching staff has been really good. I mean... In the last month or so, I'd have to look at the exact numbers, but I remember seeing they were like top four or five in ERA in the last month or so. And that's pitching at Coors Field. And when they do face other teams on the road, it's not like they're facing the 2003 Tigers. They're facing the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants. So overall, they pitched really well. But like with Chichi Gonzalez, I mean, since the beginning of June, you want to guess what his ERA is? I'm going to say it's a snowman. It yeah. is 734. There you go. I was close. All right. I was going eight. So, yeah. 
335 opponent batting average, a 975 OPS. You, you can't have that. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. You, you cannot have that in your rotation. But, no, you know what? You and I talked about since spring training, and, and people are going to say this is a broken record. We've talked about their starting five is actually pretty good rotation-wise. Yeah. But then the depth goes, I mean, it falls off a ledge. And the problem is the Rockies have not had those five core guys all together for quite some time now. And so you're having to put, you know, I remember the Shashin uh, spot start. You know, Chi-Chi obviously has been in there. You know, I mean, it, it, it makes me worry if Sensatella misses an extended period of time. We don't know. Or if there were to be an injury to one of the, the starters, you know, uh, Freeland has been battling a blister lately. You know, that depth is going to be tested again and again and again. And if another guy were to fall out and they've only got three of their starters, let's say John Gray gets traded right now. You know, who are you going to have fill in that spot if a Senzatella isn't available to go and you've already plugged Chi-Chi into the rotation? And think about this too with Chi-Chi. Since June 15th, he has had an ERA of 640. In that same span, the Rockies pitching staff has an ERA of 348. That Oof. is sixth best in baseball. So if you if you get rid of Chi-Chi, honestly, you're in contention probably. I, I, I don't know the exact numbers. I'm not great with the math right on the fly, but you <laughs> You're talking probably second or third. Yeah. And so, I mean, they are really good. And guess what? Those top two teams, well, actually, you look at the top five teams ahead of them, Milwaukee, contender. Yep. Dodgers, contender. Astros. Yep. Contender. Oakland, contender. St. Louis, borderline, but they're at least in contention. And then you have the Rockies. I go back to what Kyle Freeland said, and he reminded player or the media of it the other day. You know, he said in spring training that the starting pitching was going to be one of the strengths of this team. He's been spot on with that. Yeah, but you know, again, the going, offense sucks. I mean, there's no other way. To put yeah, it. <laughs> that, that's the problem. You know, I, I looked at the the lineups, and again, COVID has taken Daza out of the lineup. Okay, yeah. we know that. Uh, Sam Hilliard's gotten the call back up. He's gotten a chance to kind of show what he can do. But I looked at some of these lineups during the homestand, and I've got to be honest, if, if you had told Rockies fans back in 2018 that this was going to be your starting lineup, I'm not sure that they would have been real excited whenever we were in the middle of that postseason run and watching them put it together. Yeah, I mean, you look at the team overall, they have two players with an OPS plus of league average or better. You shouldn't have that. No. And it's CJ Crone who could be traded in the next week, and Ryan McMahon. Yeah, and and that is a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about after the break because C.J. Crone, Trevor Story, are they going to be part of the Rockies whenever August 1st dawns? We'll talk about that right after the break here on the Rocks Pile, Rockies Report. And Kevin Henry and Noah Yangling back on the Rocks Pile, Rockies Report. You know, Noah, you alluded to the offense for the Rockies before the break and alluded to CJ Crone, who has really come on strong as of late. 
And I can see that his trade value has risen significantly. And with the whole Nelson Cruz getting traded to Tampa Bay that broke earlier today, again, we're recording this Thursday late afternoon, I can see that that power hitting guy that Nelson Cruz and what the Rays liked in him, I'm curious to see if that's going to translate over into somebody saying C.J. Crone could bring that to our team. Yeah, and if you look at the numbers for him, uh, particularly with the batting average, it's a little bit lower than I would have thought in the last month. But still, it's 264, which is not bad by any stretch. But since June 15th, he has six homers and 16 RBI with a 264 batting average, a 368 on base percentage, which... As we know, and Bud Black has talked about numerous times, that on-base component is a real. It's really more important than batting average, yeah. and then a 583 slugging. So that's a 951 OPS plus. Even more significant, those numbers plus his BABIP. His BABIP is 232, which suggest, suggests he's really had some bad luck. Mm-hmm. So if six homers and 16 RBI with five doubles in 22 games is bad luck, then you you should be, uh, you would be very happy with that. I mean, the six homers and 16 RBIs, that's equivalent to 45 homers and 118 RBI in 162 game season. I was having an interesting discussion in the press box, and I didn't prep you on this, uh, but I'm getting ready to throw it out there. Has CJ Crone become a more attractive trade chip than Trevor Story? And I'm going to ask you that because of what Story's done at the plate lately. Let's be honest, he has not been setting the world on fire. As well as CJ Crone was signed for a million dollars this year before the season. So let's give Jeff Reich a little bit of credit for finding this one and making that signature happen. You know, but is CJ Crone right now? Do teams go? He's hitting better at the moment. The contract's a heck of a lot better, and we can certainly take a chance on a rental for a couple of months, and then see what happens after that. I'm guessing the payback would be less as well, just knowing what the Rockies may look for in CJ Crone versus Trevor Story. And with Crone too, the acquiring team could sign him long term. Yep. Whereas with Story, there obviously that chance is less than what it is with Crone. With Story, though, first off, uh, with the home run derby, uh, well, we'll talk about that here in a second. Let me first get to his stats since June twenty second. That was the start of the Seattle Milwaukee road trip. Yep, he is hit one ninety eight. 264 on base, 420 slugging. Now, he's hit a decent amount of homers and RBI. 21 games, five homers, 14 RBI. But he hasn't really had much else besides that. Not to mention, too, he has struck out 27 times. So that's obviously higher than you'd like. But with the home run derby, do you think well, – what, what's your opinion on that? Do you think it kind of has messed him up some? Well, I want to go back to the home, to the stats you were just throwing out there because if you're including that Seattle-Milwaukee swing in there, if I remember right, he hit a couple of those bombs in Seattle at the very start of those those metrics. Yeah, he, so, had, he had one in Milwaukee and he had two in Seattle. 
Yeah. Okay. So then, so three are at the very start of those statistics that you're looking at. There's yeah. been, he, you know, he dropped off power wise before the home run derby. Did it mess with his swing? He'll say no. Who knows? I mean, Juan Soto certainly didn't have any issues right after the home run derby. Yeah. So I, I think it's, a, I think that's a little bit of an excuse to be honest. I think Trevor just has not had a good season. I mean, if you really look at it all together, you know, at the start of the year, we were talking about, oh, he's unlucky and other parks that would have been a home run and da, 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 da. You know, there's only so long that you can say he's been unlucky or, well, whatever, he's going to snap back into it. The Rockies needed him to really elevate his game to get that maximum return right now. And and it just hasn't happened, unfortunately. And that's uh, – and this – I didn't expect to be going down this road with what I'm about to say next, but – um I think that's one of the biggest problems. One of the biggest problems with the sabermetric community. Oh, the process, the process. Oh, well, he could have hit, done this and this if this, if he was here. No. Was uh, what are your results? Right. I mean, like even with clubhouse chemistry and all that. Did the seventy-two to seventy-four Oakland A's absolutely hate each other's guts? You're damn right they did. But yep. guess what? They won three World Series. That's all that matters. Where there's teams, and I hate to throw them under the bus, but there's teams like the Indians and the Rockies where, oh, well, we've got a, such a great clubhouse culture and uh, what yada, yada, yada. What have you done? Nothing. So it doesn't really matter. Trevor Story, oh, well, he would have hit 30 home runs if he was at X ballpark. But he's not there. It doesn't matter. What results has he had? Not great. And and how ironic is it we're talking about a guy who plays at Coors? Well, if he played at other ballparks, you know, I mean, maybe I, that's I, a I, sign that Coors Field is hold it, hold it, oh, oh, a pitcher's park. And, and I think this year, you know, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to doing this offseason with you is looking at that whole Coors mantra and how this year I think has flipped it on its head. On a lot of ways, you know, now, as soon as I say that August and September will be, you know, it'll just be knocking Every game is going to be 13 to 12. So good <laughs> exactly. luck with that in the you press know. box dealing with your five hour games, Kevin. Everybody will love me because <laughs> they'll go, you're the guy who said on a podcast, dot, dot, dot. But Thomas I, Harding going, says he wants a quick, well-pitched game. Well, you know, you just jinxed it. So sorry, Thomas. No, it's Kevin's fault. All right. Maybe they can all, maybe all those long games could be while they're out on the West Coast and we're all going to be asleep anyway, you know, by midnight <laughs> mountain time. So who knows? But I, I really do think that getting back to the trade talk, um, it's going to be very interesting because I thought going into this year and whenever we really knew that Story wasn't going to resign, I'm like, okay, he's the most valuable trade ship they've got. And I'm still not arguing that he isn't, but I think that a Crone and a Michael Givens have really shown that they can provide some really good returns on a very minimal chance for that other team who's making that trade. Because I do think, and as you said, one of the biggest things with story is a lot of teams are saying, am I really going to give up X for maybe two months of Trevor story and a Trevor story. That's not the 2018 or 2019 Trevor story. And that's part of the reason why, I, I would actually, at this point, I would be shocked if he is traded. Yeah. And I, I didn't think I'd be saying that, but considering 
Bill Schmidt's comments, which if you haven't heard them, check out the site. Um, for with his comments, with how stories playing, and frankly, some of the other people. I, I at this point, I would almost be shocked if they trade anybody. And by the way, their most valuable trade piece is not Trevor Story, it's not CJ Crone, it is not Daniel Bard, it is not Michael Givens, it is not Charlie Blackman, it is Herman Marquez. Mm. But the Rockies refuse to to trade him. Right. And my opinion on that, and I've said this before. Is he going to be on the next Rockies winning team in, with this current contract? No. That tells you you need to trade him. He should have been traded last week. Should have been traded before. Even before last week. But the Rockies, as I also wrote about, are about ready to pull off the most Rockies move they could. And a lot of people are resonating with that article. We can tell by the numbers of page views there has been on that. Uh, there's a lot of people who think it's going to happen. And, you know, Noah, I've got to be honest, when when this whole thing started, I was like, there's no way that Trevor Story is still going to be in Rocky's uniform on August 1st. I, I believe he is. I, I absolutely do. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think Crone and Givens are probably the two most likely to be traded, if anybody. Um, and maybe Bard in there as well, maybe. Uh, but at the same time, I think they value Bard as that veteran guy that he's become in the bullpen. And he has another year on his contract. Yep. So I, I think that Cronin Givens, I, I think Story's here, and I think we're all going to get to say goodbye to him on that September, uh, late September homestand. And it's going to be really weird for a couple of months knowing that that story's just playing it out until he can go test the free agent market. And I mean, let's be honest. That's what it's going to be like with the Rockies in general. It's a team where, Oh, we think we're in contention, but we're in fourth place and we've been in fourth place. We were in fourth place in 2020 and we were in fourth place in 2019. So fourth place, fourth place, fourth place. Um, I wonder what the team's talent level is at. Maybe it's, uh, I'm going to break some news here. Maybe it's at a fourth place level. It might be, you know, and, and I want people to listen to the podcast that we, that, uh, we did from Fresno, uh, where we talked to some of this next generation of the Rockies that are coming up as weird as this sounds. I have hope for the future in Zach Bean and Drew Romo. And even Benny Montgomery, who we got a chance to meet, make sure you read some of his comments on the site. I think Jaden Hill, even some of these guys that have been drafted, kudos to Bill Schmidt, Jeff Bryce, that whole Rockies front office. They've hit the nail on the head the last couple of drafts. Good for them for that. But we also know that it's going to be a while till these guys come riding in on a white horse to save the day at Coors Field. And so far, they look like they are good, but. Who knows what they develop into later? I mean, what, what happens in Spokane? What happens in Hartford? What happens in Albuquerque? I agree. Yeah. And I mean, like with Greg Reynolds, when he was drafted, I mean, that was a pick where a lot of fans kind of questioned it. But I, I don't think people thought he would be that bad in the major leagues. Yeah. And there's been other picks the Rockies have had that looked great and didn't pan out. And there's been like that with other teams, too. I mean, Ahead of Reggie Jackson in the 66 draft was, I believe, Steve Shilcott. Have you ever heard of Steve Shilcott before? 
No. Have you heard of Reddy Jackson before? Yeah, you have. <laughs> you are dropping some old Oakland A's knowledge today. Look at you go, man. I tell you, it's pretty impressive. That, that's that's true. Yeah, there has been some Oakland A's stuff. But yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. That's what happens when you watch all these sports documentaries and all that, especially during the pandemic. Yep. Prime nine, sports century, top five reasons you can't blame, uh, all, the ESPN classic, old MLB network. Good for you, man. Good, some, there's some good stuff on there. Good for you. Yep, there was a, I'll have to admit, there was a photo earlier today floating around of Willie Stargell. I don't know if today's his birthday or why Willie was floating around, but I was like, you know that Pirates team in the late 70s? They were just cool. I mean, Dave Parker, Willie Stargell, that whole thing. That was fantastic, man. That was some good stuff, you know, and I know. By the way, too, you know, with Willie Stargell, and we've got to plug this. Do it. He's from Oklahoma. Well, why wouldn't he be? Oh, you know what? So, and viewers of the podcast or listeners are going, what are you talking about? So yesterday, you and I have talked about how the Rockies seem to love Oklahoma. Okay. Yep. And, and so everybody knows that's my home state. Uh, you know, originally I am a Colorado transplant, but I actually asked um, the gentleman from the Rockies and I, his name is drawing a blank right now. But I said, is there some connection to OU and OSU? I'm really curious. And he kind of looked at me like I, I had three heads. But with all of the links that there are to Oklahoma and the Rockies, it's very interesting. But apparently it's just a coincidence. So, sorry. By the way, with Willie Stargell, too, he is from Earlsboro, if you know where that is. I'll have to do it on my next home trip. You know, uh, I go through Binger, uh, you know, go through, uh, you know, all the, the great stops there along the way. Binger, of course, being the hometown of Johnny Bench. Attaboy. Attaboy. See, look, I was testing you and I should have known you'd play the yeah. Earlsboro is in Pottawatomie County, which that is one of my favorite words to say, Pottawatomie. You know, just the fact that you can pronounce Pottawatomie, that's pretty impressive. I've right? listened to a lot of Brewers broadcasts <laughs> in the last decade, <laughs> and they have, it used to be the Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino, or no, used to be the Pottawatomie Bingo and Casino, then Hotel and Casino, and now it's whatever it is now. But yeah, Bob Euchre reading it every game. Not so bad. Hey, if, if yeah. Euchre's into Pottawatomie, why not be? I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, we've gone off the rails here, so... Uh, <laughs> But, hey, let, let's wrap this up. Uh, I'm going to give you a shot. Give me a, give me a bold trade prediction. I know you wrote an article for our site about bold trade predictions for the Rockies. Give me one, and I'll fire one back at you. Uh, I, I guess my bold one would be that I don't think they're going to trade anybody. Oh, okay. It's going to uh, be a really I mean, quiet deadline. Yeah, I, if – if I had to make one for an actual trade, um, I, I'd have to think about that. Cause I, I honestly, uh, more and more every day, I don't think they're going to trade anybody. Um, okay. But if I had to guess one, I would say that they would trade Crone. Um, I'd have to think a minute, though, on a team that it would be. Do you have a... I'm, prediction while I'm, I think about actually, that. I'm actually looking one up before I say it because I don't want people to come after me with torches and pitchforks on Twitter, which which we know happens because guess what? I'm a bad person. Yeah. We know. Well, and that's why there's going to be long games too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's no question about that. Yeah, because you, you jinxed it because you're a bad person. Sorry, Kevin. 
Yeah, it's all right. It's a break. So I'm used to it. You know, um, but, okay. So I would say maybe, maybe Milwaukee for CJ. Run to Milwaukee. Okay. So here, here's my bold one. Daniel Bard back to the Red Sox. That's a good one. How about that? What a storybook would that be, huh? Yeah, I, my, mine I don't think was that bold, but also, too, the Rockies aren't really a bold team. No. Well, you know, it, I, I've looked at that a little bit, and I had to look at the standings just to make sure that I, yeah, I hadn't missed a few things over the week. But, yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, you know, there was a report. Uh, we're going to have something on the side here and a little bit about it, uh, about uh, Buster Olney of ESPN reporting that the Yankees have checked in on Trevor Story. Uh, and Noah, I don't know if you saw this. I saw it floating around on Twitter. Apparently, Mark Feinstein of MLB.com has said that there is a team, a mystery team, that is interested in putting Trevor Story in the outfield. Yawn. <laughs> you know? Anytime I, I hear the mystery team, I just... Uh, I, I guess part of it is because uh, I'm in the Cleveland market and I, I've noticed this because I've watched the Indians and what they've done the last 15 years. Anytime they make a trade, for example, they, and I will, uh, I don't know this for a fact, but it, I'm going to say it's a fact. They throw out, Oh, there's another mystery team that is oh, in there. Right. And then they go with the original team that was mentioned before. And then fans are pissed off because they're like, Oh, that's your return. It, so the mystery team had such a great offer, but not as great as this offer. That's garbage. Okay. There was no mystery team. Yeah. Exactly. There's no such thing as a mystery team. At least in my opinion. <sighs> I'm just telling you. Well, we will see what mysteries unfold over the next week or so. We'll be back. Nice segue. How you like that, huh? <laughs> we will be back with another podcast uh, before the trade deadline to talk about what's happened, what we're hearing, what could happen. Uh, yay, barely. Will it be a frenzy, as they're saying at MLB.com? We'll see. Noah, any final For The Rockies, thoughts? doubt it. Okay. Right. Noah is saying nothing. You're saying it's going to be a, the, the hot stove will be ice cold. Is that what I hear you saying? For the Rockies, yes. For the Rockies, okay. The only thing that will be hot is the tempers of Rockies Twitter. Ooh, I like it. All right. It's a, that's another good bold prediction right there. And it's a good one for us to leave on. So for my friend and colleague, Noe Yingling, it's Kevin Henry signing off for the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. And as Noah said yet last week, and I always say as we end this, hey, go Rockies. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line. 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.